What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle Project Podcast. This is your host, Nick Marcos, and this is my newest project where I'm sitting down with local business owners and community members who truly embody the hustle mentality. We're going to dive in deep and get their amazing stories of the ups, the downs, and everything in between. So whether you're an entrepreneur, you want to be an entrepreneur, or you're just someone who enjoys hearing the stories behind our community's movers and shakers, this is the podcast for you. So tune in and take pride knowing that we have these great people with incredible stories living right here in our neighborhood. Make sure you tune in weekly for our newest episodes. For more information, check out our website, hustleprojectpodcast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Project Podcast. Enjoy this week's episode, guys. Welcome to the Hustle Project Podcast. Thank you. Well, tonight I'm super excited because this is sort of a business that's outside of my comfort zone, per se. Linda is a florist, and she owns All Purpose Flowers in Magnolia, part of Gloucester. And they're doing stuff a little bit different there. Really, I, I want to get into the backstory behind how you got into becoming a florist and how you opened up the flower shop. So take me to the beginning um, where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in Gloucester, in Magnolia, so right where the shop is. And it's a beautiful area. There's um, the oceans right there. There's a lot of little shops that don't seem to do too well in Magnolia because it's uh, not a common area that a lot of people go to. But growing up there, I always wanted to have a shop there, and I always loved flowers. So I went to Essex Aggie um, to study floriculture. In high school? In high school, yes. Wow, I didn't even know they had that program there. Yeah, so it's a, a full agricultural high school back in the day. Now it's combined with North Shore Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little bit of everything for stuff like that. But uh, when I went to Essex Aggie, there was concentrations in either plant or animal science. So the first year you get a taste of a little bit of everything. and. Um, I knew I, I loved floriculture right away, and I decided to major in that, and I did it for four years studying it there. So SCG. freshman year, they introduced you to all the different... Yeah, so you do, like, muck stalls, mm-hmm. and you do grooming, and all sorts of, like, horseback riding. And, and you just like had, you were just inclined, to, you just really enjoyed yeah. being a florist. Yeah, I always did. My grandfather was a gardener, and he always loved flowers, right. so I think I had it in me, and it's just something... That's in my heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because it's um it's kind of special to me too because my grandmother is she's from Greece. She moved here um, when she was in her forties or fifties, so in the sixties and seventies. Um, and she moved here with her full family, and she managed to always maintain a garden because it was mm-hmm. so spe- it was so special to her um, yeah. to have a garden because it was some there was something about growing her own flowers and vegetables that she really loved and. When we were kids, you know, we always used to go and say, "Oh yeah, there's there's Yaya with her with her garden." But um, she was pa- the passion for that garden flowed deeper than you can understand when you're young. Yeah. Um, but you, at a young age, sort of were touched with that, yes. and you were able to recognize that. <laughs> so where did you go from from there? So during well, uh, while I was at Essex Aggie, um, we did a lot of different floriculture co- contests and stuff like that with the Future Farmers of America. And then out of high school, I started working at my first flower shop right away, like the summer into college. My parents really pressed me to go to college and get a business degree um, so I could open a shop someday. But if that didn't work out, I'd have a backup plan. Was that your ambition at the time? Like, did you graduate high school saying, I want to open up my own shop? Yes. So it's pretty much always been a dream for me since I was like 14 years old and kind of always what I planned on doing. And then 
when I started working at a flower shop and going to college, it got really hard, you know, because right. as a young student, you don't get paid minim- minimum wage mm-hmm. and you can't really pay the bills, <laughs> college right. bills and stuff like that. So I also worked part time doing human resources and then they offered me a full time position. I got into the corporate world and worked for a bunch of different corporations. So the money sucked you in. Isn't yeah. that, I think that I feel like that happens to a lot of people. Like they have these ambitions and dreams and they really want to do something and their heart is in the right place. But then here comes money and like you, you can't live without <laughs> making money, right? Yeah, you and have to pay those bills. You have to pay the bills and you get sucked into the corporate world. Because how many people really dream of becoming like an HR no. person? <laughs> really, seriously. Yeah. Like how many people are like, yeah, I can't wait to grow up and work in human resources. <laughs> like you never see that. No. But, but you know, kids want to be firefighters and nobody wants to like who dreams of becoming an accountant? Right. Right. So, <laughs> so. So I did end up doing being an insurance agent. So that was even more heartbreaking <laughs> for a florist. Um, but yeah, so working for a few companies for a long time, um, like three years at one, three years another, kind of feeling like my dream dying. Little by little. Yeah. I did open um, the business out of home in 2010. So in, in this time that you're working cor- on the corporate side, are you is this something that's like all, every day you're just like, man, how do I get into it? How am I going to get my own place or yeah so it's a lot of you know wanting to settle down get married get a house and have kids and it's so hard to picture doing any of that stuff without having that stability of a of a paycheck yeah so Mm -hmm. i um yeah so i ended up opening the business as a side hustle (laughs) so i um would do weddings out of home and I did mostly family and friends, and I ended up probably not making any money, right. <laughs> losing money. Probably. But learning a lot, yeah. And that's what that stage is. In yeah. hindsight, that's what that stage is about, right? It's yeah. like you. So, so talk to me about that period. Now, when you first started doing this, was it was it something that was accepted like pretty quickly within the local your local community, or were there like a lot of people giving you positive feedback? Well, back in 2010, social media wasn't the way it is now, and I couldn't really afford to advertise and. So I didn't have a huge base of people that were coming to me. There's uh, a lot of other flower shops in my area and not being, not knowing how to get my name out there without having to foot some money to advertise. Right. I didn't really have too much going on. I just would put it in somebody's ear and then get a few weddings here and there. And Old school. Yeah. Word of mouth. <laughs> Very old, old school, school word of mouth. Yeah. I mean, that's the grind. That's... That's like the grind. That's the yeah. old-fashioned grind where it's like, you know, you just got to keep working and working and working. Um, so when you did finally make the decision to to make it official, when, when was that? So at the last job where I was an insurance agent, I had my daughter, um, and I went on maternity leave. And when I came back after like eight weeks, they did a massive announcement of a huge layoff that they were doing for uh, yeah. So I just bought a house. I just had a daughter. And oh. I was like, what are we going to do? Um, so my husband and I decided we were going to sell our house. Um, we bought, luckily, when it was the market was really low. And at this time, the market was really high for Great. sellers. Great. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. And he did a Savvy lot of... real estate investor. Yeah. <laughs> Not just a florist. No, the hustle is real. The hustle is real. <laughs> so he ended you up... You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> So um, my husband did a lot of renovations. He's a really good handyman. And um, so we ended up selling it for a good amount of money. And with that, we we're building a house off of my in-laws. Great. Yeah. So with that, um, not having a mortgage, 
I decided I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom with my daughter. Awesome. That's so, yeah. that's so great. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. So it was kind but of... But it didn't last. No, it, <laughs> I, I can't be a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> it's just not me. That's, so. that's super cool that you and your husband somehow figured out a way to beat the system. Yeah. I mean, I'd be, that's just the dream right there. I mean, you just cut your bills down <laughs> to nothing, and then you have the freedom to do what and whenever you want it. That's, yeah. that's great. So... Um, that made the decision of opening a retail store a lot easier, I'm assuming? Well, yeah. So I really, the the year before I opened the shop, I really started my social media and I really got my name out there that I was doing this. At home. At home. And um, I did a lot of fairs like Harvest Festival and Strawberry Festival in Gloucester and um, just trying to tell people about myself. Were you all-purpose flowers that time? I or was, you were? Yeah. Okay. So it's always been all-purpose flowers since 2010. Why the name? Uh, my mom came up with it. She um, wanted me to have something that began with the, na- the letter A, so I'd come up first in the directory. Oh, that's old school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we were looking around in the kitchen, and she saw the all-purpose baking flour. <laughs> is this a true story? It's a true story. Oh, yeah. wait, this is great. So this is how, this, this is how yeah, the name so became. That, so it's a pun. It had to be an A yeah. because, you know, you want to show up first in the yellow book. Yes. So and, it's a play on, on words. And then yeah. she saw all-purpose Flower. Flower in <laughs> yeah. the kitchen, and you named it all-purpose... Flowers. Flowers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's a great name, and I'm an advocate for being a little different when it comes to naming, yeah. like instead of it being Linda's Flowers or Flowers by Linda, and that's cute and all, but it's it's so typical, and it's so old school. You know, all-purpose flowers can say a lot of different things, but yeah. sorry, go ahead, continue. <laughs> and it's pretty much what we are. I mean, we we do flowers for every occasion, so we are all-purpose. All-purpose, and yeah. We even have a lot of items in the shop that are gift items that have like items that are made from flowers right. or, or dresses with flowers or, you know, stuff right, like that. Right, right. So when did the decision happen um, to open up to go retail? So you said your husband, you, you and your husband made the killer real estate move <laughs> and now you're, you're, you're mortgage free basically. You're free to make any, any decision. Why not just continue down that road? What, what provoked you to open up a retail store? Because that's a whole different animal. Well, I like I said, I always pictured having a shop, and being in Magnolia, I always saw the little shops and wanting wanting something there. My aunt Eileen had an alteration shop, Eileen's Alterations on Lexington Avenue, Magnolia, and we always when I started studying floriculture as a freshman, she opened the shop, and so she always said, "Oh, when you graduate, you should open a flower shop next to my alterations shop, and we'll be like a power team." Oh, and, that's cool. But then. Um, as soon as I started focusing out of home and I'm finding I have no space to do all this work and I need more space, she announced she was retiring. Wow. Yeah. So I, um, I was already looking around at retail spaces to just have like a workshop, not so much to be like a storefront. Uh, yeah. Um, but with her retirement, I got really excited because that's like right where I always pictured it. And it's such a beautiful area. Right. And I do delivery, so it's not so dependent on walk-ins for an area that doesn't do so many walk-ins. So it just ended up happening. So you ended <laughs> up taking your, your aunt's spot that you guys used to speak about when you were you when you were a young kid. Yes. Wow, talk <laughs> about full circle. That's cool. You got some good energy around you. <laughs> yeah, I do. You do. I mean, you're making moves all over the place. It's a tr- <laughs> true hustler. Um, so you open this store. Um, talk to me a little bit about some of the challenges of going from just an idea or, or an idea that you're executing at home, which is sort of like a very easy compared to a retail store. What was that like? Because now you're going to open up a retail store. you got to drum up business. Like this is, this is a lot more intense. Yes, it's definitely intense. I try to start off really slow. I actually 
um, started in October, taking over the rent and um, getting everything into the shop that I needed. And that's not a very good time for florists because it's not wedding season and it's kind of a slow, slow period for people. And also there's no flower, local flowers available. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, did you know this? I did. Okay. <laughs> I, I did it on purpose because I have my two-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter that I bring to work with me. Right. And I noticed that. Yes. And, and I, I was hoping to get into that later, but I actually went to visit yes. your shop um, because I like to do a site visit with everybody I have on. I think it's, it provides me with some great insight as to where your mind is at, how you're executing and things like that. And beautiful shop, by the way, if I haven't already complimented you. Um, so... I walk in and I was, I, the first thing I noticed was how like quaint it was and <laughs> sort of warm and it's everything you want a flower shop. It's every, you feel the way you should feel when you walk into a flower shop. I mean, you go to some flower shops and it like smells old. <laughs> Your shop smells fresh. It smells organically fresh, like natural, not like you're spraying things yeah. or you have a, a, a sense out. It's just naturally. And then it's beautifully painted, sort of like oh. a like an eggshell white, almost like a soft white, yeah. um, which really allows the flowers to be the Focus, you know, yeah. so you're really focused on the flowers and then um, you work your way into the back. And for anybody <laughs> who, who really wants to see it, please do visit. Um, it's in a beautiful town and it's a beautiful shop. But you walk into the back and that's sort of where the transaction takes place. And um, there was a young lady there who helped me out. Um, Melody. Melody, yeah. She was awesome. Great. great store culture, by the way. But she has, yeah. she just, she had everything down. Um, <laughs> and a good saleswoman, too. <laughs> <laughs> she's ever looking for another job. No, she's mine. <laughs> um, but in the back, sorry to get back to where I wanted to go. In the back, I noticed um, just if I looked past the screen in the back, and I was only looking because I was, I was you know, I was exploring. Um, I noticed there was kids crayons and, yeah. and, um, and I, kids crayons and a little couch. And I instantly had flashbacks because I grew up in a diner Aww. the same way your kids are growing yeah. up in your flower shop. And because my parents couldn't afford... Um, you know, to have daycare for us or whatever it was. They used to bring us to work and put us in the back room and they used to have a TV and a little couch and they would come check up on us all the time and they would bring us food and we would play and what an amazing experience that was for me growing up. Yeah. How do your kids sort of, they, like, how do they do with it? Sorry. They're really good. They, um, they do have the TV and we have so many toys there and the back room is just like being at home. It's very set up like a living room um, and the shop is all kind of open. There's no doors that separate each section of the shop. So it's they come out and they hang out with me while I'm doing arrangements. And they love to agree customers. And oh, they, that's great. Yeah. yeah, and they love flowers. And I take them everywhere me, with me. I take them on delivery sometimes. And A true family business. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes we'll go to deliveries and my daughter will say, can we go in every time so they can see how cute we are? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, sometimes I might want to drop you off with right. Nana and Papa. <laughs> right, right. So talk to me a little bit about what it was like when you were drum when you first opened up. Your what was it like drumming up business? Because that's a big part of of what's going on now. At the beginning, is it's all about just getting those clients, getting those um, customers in. So what, what what kind of things did you do? What kind of feedback did you get? How was it overall? Well, one of the first things I learned at business school was you can't underestimate networking. Um, so I joined a really awesome networking group. Um, it's one of the BNI groups. I know a lot of people. They have them in a lot of different towns. Yeah, BNI. Um, what's BNI? It's Business Networking International. Okay. Um, so that group has been awesome, very supportive, and everybody. A lot of the people in the group are local um, Gloucester people that know everybody in Gloucester. Right. So it's a great way to get your name out. Especially if you're a small town shop like yourself, you yes. can't even afford not to be, you know, on that team. Yeah. Right. So it's huge, and and then. 
I also joined some other, I joined the Chamber of Commerce and the Bridge of Cape Band and, and different groups like that. Um, and also social media has been huge. Social media. Yes. I, I noticed I follow you and actually I asked you, I invited you on the show because I was just so impressed by like how genuine your posting was because, yeah. you know, um, from the outside looking in, we all see flower shops and we go shopping um, and it's sort of a generic experience. Um, in the food industry, there's this huge push towards local and local mm-hmm. and local, but I haven't seen that big push in the flower shop business yet. Yeah. And, you know, whenever I whenever I think about a business, I always just sort of get into a state of mind where I'm like, well, how would I do it? And yeah. what would be my differentiator? And, and, and what could I do differently? And that would be it for me. Like <laughs> sourcing my flowers locally when available, it would be absolutely critical. Critical, And I don't mean locally like, oh, I buy them in New England. <laughs> I mean like locally, like farm to vase. Yeah. And that's, that's something I noticed almost instantly when I followed you on Instagram. And that's really what, for me, is the huge differentiator between you and say the generic flower shop in downtown whatever city. <laughs> They're usually sourcing their flowers from all over the country, right? And internationally. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm looking at all-purpose flowers, and you guys are, like, I see pictures of you and your children going out picking wild <laughs> um, sunflowers, for example, mm-hmm. and then putting them in a vase and, 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 and as part of your display. Talk to me a little bit about how that came to fruition, why, and, you know, and, and, and what it's like doing that. Yeah, so I have a friend... Um, that introduced me to the local flower farm. It's a private farm, um, and they allow me to go and cut flowers there. And it was the most incredible experience for a florist to be able to go to a farm that is full of flowers. It's like a dream come true. Um, So that was before I opened the shop. Um, So it was while I was still out of home and doing fairs. That's where I met my friend. And, um, And so being able to do that, it's just... Real, it's always been important to me. I'm very, I try to be uh, environmentally conscious all mm-hmm. the time. And so being able to go and get local flowers and go to a flower farm is the best experience. I've yeah. Had. And, and um, it looks to be cost effective too. Like I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's, it's like a win-win. Why wouldn't you want to sell local flowers, especially when you can sell them at a fair market price? I think the difference is effort. Yeah. I, like when I think about owning a flower shop, why wouldn't I go source them locally? <laughs> because it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. When you can just get them delivered from Michigan to your door, you know, like you <laughs> yeah. just pre-order them. And that and that's great. There's customers out there, but I really feel like there's a market now and it's probably, you know, rearing its head with you. Like you you might be the front runner at this is that this concept of local local like yes. stuff from Gloucester, stuff from <laughs> Danvers, stuff from, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all the local farms keeping it on the North Shore. I would prefer a dollar for dollar to do that, right? Than to go buy the ones at, say, the generic stop and shop where they're spray painted and, you know, (laughs) they... Yeah. So when you're... When you're putting your business plan together, is was that a critical part of it? Or was it something you just kind of fell into because of that chance meeting with, with yeah, someone? Yeah, I mean, I, we, when I started opening the business and I would go to, um, like, the New England Flower Exchange to get my flowers there, um, that was kind of the, the way all florists do it, and they get their flowers from all different places. And um, so it wasn't really what I had in mind. I didn't right. know I would have this opportunity but I did know I wanted to garden and create my own cutting garden. So right. I have started that. Oh, you have? Yes. Oh, that's great. So a lot it, of the is that what we're seeing in the pictures and social? Or is that the, the, the place that you've been going? Yeah, um, the place you see, like where we're cutting flowers, that's the farm. Um, yeah. It's hard in New England because you can't go there all year long. It's right. only like a, 
a July through September. But even that season, like I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I think like, well, you have to, you have to be realistic too. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't expect to, if you want to be really into natural and organic, then you have to be okay with it being affected by the season. You can't expect, expect sunflowers in April, right? Yes. Like it just doesn't <laughs> happen. So th- I think that's the beauty of what, what I'm talking about yeah. is that it's, it's also by the season. So it's like, you know, when you buy flowers from all, all purpose flowers, you do offer normal, yeah. uh, what I would consider normal stuff yeah. as well. But <laughs> you also have this whole sort of product line that is a result of the seasons changing. Yeah. And that's like, that's what to me, if you really love flowers, that's what flowers, getting flowers are about. It's yes. that it's, it's about sharing sort of wherever the season is in bloom sharing that with somebody as opposed to just buying flowers because they're purple and yellow and they look pretty. And that, you know what I mean? Like there are some people who may enjoy just getting any flower, but to me, it's like a whole different experience when you're getting local flowers that are in in blossom. Um, and you get to do that every day. What, what has been the feedback that you've been getting from the local community on that kind of stuff? Well, I have a lot of people that they just love sunflowers or they love the zinnias. You know, they, people are wild about, about farm, farm flowers and so am I. So right. our energy is together. We just ex- get excited and I've, I feel like people really enjoy that about all-purpose flowers. So the most of the feedback that you've been getting is not, oh, you make a beautiful bouquet with the same flowers that everybody else yeah. makes because I'm sure you do, right? Yeah. But what struck <laughs> me from the beginning, <laughs> of course. <yeah. laughs> but what struck me the most was the, that the, the flowers looked a little different and by different, they looked a little more real. Yeah. They do. The colors are more, uh, they're, they're less bright, but more deep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I saw some, I brought, I, I was, I went to your shop and I, I had to buy something cause I was in there and I was like, Oh my God, my wife is <laughs> going to love anything I buy her in here. And why not, you know, capture the opportunity to, to make my wife happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up nice. buying her a bouquet and I brought them home and she was like, where did you get these? Cause I didn't tell her much about you know, what your shop was about. I just went, I just wanted to show her. And I said, and I told her, I was like, oh, this is Linda. I'm going to do a podcast with her and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, wow, these are just incredible before. And they were just so big and just full. And I, I just picked, you yeah. know, Melody, the girl who helped me, yes. did a great job of selling me on what I should be buying. <laughs> but my wife was blown away by it. Oh. So I know when it passes my wife's test, <laughs> You know, you're on to something really yeah. big. Do you think it has? Do you think it has the potential, like I feel like, to sort of capture the the the, the local floral market? Yeah, I definitely think so. And everybody's becoming more and more conscious about, you know, what their impact, what they're buying, and how that's impacting the world around us. And some of the flowers, like the roses, aren't from a local farm, um, but they are. Um, they're rainforest friendly so there's certain buyers that i try to always go through certain vendors wholesalers that are rainforest friendly um, because there's a lot there's a lot of the flowers that come from other countries that don't go by any type of standards and they can get away with it but my vendor has a great certified american grown um company so when i go through them they try i always make sure that it is is it's environmentally friendly. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, because to be honest with you, it sounds like at the forefront of all your business decisions is quality of your product. It is, yeah. I try and to be a little bit different. So, because a lot of people will say, well, I can get a $10 bouquet at Shaw's or Stop and Shop. Why would I go to a florist? 
Well, I try to make sure it's a little bit different than what you're going to find at a grocery right. store. Right, and you you know, it's like I think you have to look at flowers like food. Yeah, I can get a sandwich at a drive-through <laughs> fast food place for for nine bucks, or I can go get a like a really good premium sandwich from a local restaurant yes. with like locally sourced ingredients. It's the same. It's, yeah, yeah I, I do have to pay more for that only because it's just more expensive at this point. But there, you're getting something in return. You're getting a far better product yes. with a smaller, you know, eco. <laughs> you know, it, impact, it, yeah. yeah, impact, and people are people are conscious of that. And you know what? At the end of the day, you don't need to capture every customer. Like yeah. you're not interested in selling flowers to the whole world. You're you're really interested in selling flowers to people in your community who appreciate the hard work and effort that goes into actually yeah. growing your own flowers. And the longevity that you get out of your flowers. Like if you go to a grocery store and you pick up flowers, they only last you like three days. Right. Where if you get it from me, a lot of times customers will say it lasted a week or two weeks. I even have customers say, your flowers last me I'm, like a whole month. <laughs> I'm, I'm over a week and they haven't changed. Yeah. And I just added water. So I think if you bought it somewhere and you only had a couple of days worth, worth a week or two, right. then it's worth it. You're saving yourself money in the long run right. that way too. Right. And so um, being in Magnolia, I, I know that it can be a little restrictive. Mm-hmm. It's a small, very small community. Um I think that's probably only the second time in my life I've actually driven, because <laughs> I, I went to visit the store and I'm like, man, I don't think I've been here since I was a little kid. Uh-oh. It's like this really, really old part of Gloucester, connected to Manchester by the sea. It has a really quaint feeling, like yeah. very old school. Uh, there's not a lot of um, walking traffic there. No. So how are you doing it? What? Well, because I do a lot of weddings. Um, so, you know, with wet, with weddings, you do consultations and you go to their place, you know, you go to their venue or you, sometimes a bride will come into the shop to do a consultation, but it's a, an appointment that they pre-booked. It's not like they're going out shopping down Main Street to go right. find the florist. So it's kind of the business that I'm in. It's not so dependent on walk-in traffic, which is really good for me, but it's also, I did end up putting a nice little gift shop in there because Magnolia residents don't really have anywhere close to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's nice for them that I, way. <laughs> I noticed it. And, and, and talk to me a little bit about uh, the other things that you're selling in there too um, because I did see some some really cool stuff. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so I try to keep some um, like stuff that I like as a female. That's kind of my, my main target. Like people who give flowers a lot of times are going to give it to their wife right. or mother yeah. or somebody that they want to make them feel you know, special. And so... I kind of, I'm kind of the market that I'm try, trying to target. Right. Um, so when I put products in there, it's all stuff that I want. <laughs> so I have a hard time, like, <laughs> not buying everything in the shop for myself. But That's like me at the car dealership. Yeah. <laughs> I, I buy these exotic cars, and I'm not even really that interested in selling them. I just want to drive them, right? But yeah, it's I'm like, like looking I, at them. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't, I just, like, I can't help myself once in a while. And yeah. so sometimes I get stuck with a few cars. I'm like, man, what am I doing? <laughs> but you get to have fun with them. That's perks of the job, yes, right? Yes, definitely. Right. So um, what's what do you feel like, your impact as a as a successful business now downtown Magnolia could have because it seems a little sleepy down there. I mean, yeah. it's like a, you know, you're, you're again, you're not using it for the for the walking traffic. You're using it sort of as a fulfillment center, as a small retail shop, but mostly um, like a, a, a workshop. What do you think that the impact of a successful business in downtown Magnolia can do for Magnolia? Because we all know it's not suffering. It's a very you know yes. a very affluent town. But it's always nice to have thriving businesses in the downtown area. So Magnolia is very interesting. So 
Back in the day, Magnolia used to be like a Saks Fifth Avenue. It was where all the Hollywood stars used to go, and there were big, grand hotels all throughout Magnolia. And then there was a lot of fires, and, and a lot of the businesses shut down for different reasons. And then Magnolia almost became like a ghost town, and it was super affordable to get into, and a lot of development. Um, a lot of the hotels became like nursing home or mm. different things. Um, and it's kind of had like a weird, like a business will come and it won't succeed. And then another business, so many fires, like right. it's almost like it's cursed. Um, so it's a very interesting area. Um, and a lot of people want to see it really succeed. And then a lot of people like having not a lot of traffic and not a lot uh, of yeah. people around. Right. <laughs> they yeah, like there are some communities that are like that. They yeah. just... Because for, they're not business owners. Yeah. You know, like if you're a business <laughs> owner, you want other businesses around you yes. that will bring traffic to your area and bring some, some, I mean, you're paying for that space. But when you're a resident, you usually are like, well, you know, we don't need these businesses. <laughs> they don't realize how much of the revenue in the town actually comes from, from businesses yes. and not just people. But Well, keeping local jobs is huge. Yeah. And, and the best way you can help your own economy and your own environment is to have local people and local jobs around. Oh, I can't. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. So you buy local products, you sell it locally, you hire locally. Yes. You know, it's it's Cute. it's a big thing. And part of my podcast is about celebrating local, and that's why I'm glad that you're you're like that because it's not just that you're a hustler. You're a hustler who really has a vested interest in their community. Yes. Um, and that's really cool to see. Um, so, what do you think's next for you? Um, so I'm just hoping to. I, I'm really happy with where we are right now. Um, I just hired Melody, who's an experienced design, uh, floral designer with some schooling, too. And right, and you have two employees, right? Yes, yeah, so I have Melody, and I have my cousin Marilyn. She's She works there part-time, and she is uh, my best friend. We were eight days apart. Everybody thought oh. we were twins growing up, and... She's actually a nurse, um, so it's so funny. she's helping you part-time? <laughs> so it's funny having, like, a nurse in the flower world, but she's always helping all the customers. She keeps everything clean because I'm not, I'm, like, more of an artsy type, <laughs> right. so I'm not always clean. So she helps me with keep, keeping organized, and she's just the sweetest thing. And she, customers just love her because she's, she's really one of the nicest person. Well, you've only, and made. you've only been open for how long? Um, since November. Since November. Yeah. But what I did notice is that there's like a, there's an ethos and it's clear. Like there's a, there's a message being sent by your business and it's pretty clear and it's, and Melody, who I was lucky enough to meet uh, when I was there, she like, she, she lives and breathes it. It's not like yeah. you taught her something and she's like but studying it. She loves, it. It. She loves yeah. it. Yeah. And it's, that's what you want, yeah. especially when you're buying something as intimate as flowers because there's gotta be some passion there. Yeah. I mean, I could go to stop and shop and buy a bouquet of roses, but I feel like if I gave that to my wife, she would also, it would be a discounted appreciation. Like yeah. she would be like, oh, that's so nice of you, but a little more thought, <laughs> yeah. right? And a little more creativity and a little more caring would have brought you to All Purpose Flowers. Yeah. Right? And a little more driving, I yeah. think, too. Because, <laughs> well, uh, we deliver. <laughs> that's right. So talk to me, actually, before um, before you tell me what's next, um, what is... What is the delivery like? So is that that's the bulk of your business? Are you doing a lot of corporate accounts or just? Um, so that's what I've been starting to like carry a lot of weekly um, office arrangements and stuff like that. Right. So I started with um, an insurance agency right in Gloucester, and then I also delivered to a lawyer lawyer's firm and, mm -hmm. um, and my accountant. <laughs> so there's a couple right. different ones. There's a hair salon that gets weekly flowers. So getting those weekly accounts really makes it so I don't have to worry as much if I'm not getting 
like certain times of the year, people aren't buying flowers as right. much as other times of the year. So having the weekly people that love to yeah. have fresh flowers in their space is huge. Yeah, and it is huge. We did it here when we first opened up. Yeah. We, we were getting local, um, not local, we were just getting a bouquet of um, flowers dropped off, but we couldn't keep up with it. There's, yeah. you know, seven guys working in the showroom. <laughs> and every, no change it, it would, Yeah, it would, it would die and we'd all be like, what, what, what's going on here? Why does this thing keep dying? And everyone's like, well, who watered it? And we're just like asking around, nobody put water in it. Yeah. And it because we're guys and we just truly just look past it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it is a great idea for anyone who's willing to just put a little bit of work in to, yeah. to make th- we had to end up we, we ended up buying more durable plants. Yeah. You know, like they're less <laughs> exciting, but at least they look yeah. they look healthy. But for anybody who, who um doesn't know, why don't you go ahead and tell us about where where um you're located and um your Instagram and Facebook pages so that they can follow you because I'm sure people are gonna want that. Yeah, so we're right at 29 Lexington Ave in Gloucester, um, Magnolia, Massachusetts, and we have our website at allpurposeflowers.net, and we have our Instagram is under allpurposeflowers, and um, our Facebook, I think, is at purposeflowers. Okay, um, yeah, they can find you. <laughs> um, and so up up next for you, you, like you said, you love where you are, yes. and you're happy to stay where you are right now. For now, yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely... Um, well, do you ever see yourself like opening up another location or? Well, that's the thing. I, there is one area I was kind of looking into a little bit, but I kind of think I might let Melody take that, that maybe I'll have her be the manager at a different spot. Um, but that wouldn't be for a while. But you would consider opening up another location. We would. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Um, it was just, we just like to grow and we like to keep, keep going. We're not looking to stay still, but we are pretty happy. Yeah. But it, when it, sometimes when it happens too fast, yeah. it's overwhelming. Yes. And if you don't have a lot of experience and you're not executing properly, it will just eat you up. Yeah. And, and then something you love becomes stressful. And the worst thing that can happen to any business is when the business owner loses his passion for what he's yeah. doing, <laughs> because then it just wrinkles through the whole business, right? Yeah. Like your the culture gets lost customer appreciation goes down and, and everything changes for the negative. So you're right in doing it at your pace yes. because at your pace is what's going to make it work. Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you so much for coming on today and chatting with me. <laughs> um, I want to again say um, I'm happy I asked you to come on and some valuable <laughs> insight there, but more than anything, I can, I appreciate your hustle um, and I appreciate <laughs> you keeping it local because you. you know, we're all affected by it. So. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you.